You are now listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast. It is already time for our season preview episode. Never before have we done a season preview episode directly after the World Juniors. Hockey's back, ladies and gentlemen. How are you tonight, Vardy? I'm good, man. I'm I'm rearing to go. It's been far, far too long, and I know that it's, uh, it's not going to be without its ups and downs, I'm sure, once things get started, but... Damn, it's exciting. <laughs> it is it is really exciting to finally have some good, relevant – not that the playoffs weren't relevant, but, like, you know, to actually have some Kings games to talk about. There it is. Yeah, that's the thing, I think. Uh, yeah. It kind of crept up on us pretty fast in a weird, twisted way because I still feel like we're in 2020, especially with, like, the events of the last few days. I feel like it's December 38th. 2020 i think that's that's how i feel in this never-ending yeah the epilogue yeah that, that's real but but you know what like you said king's hockey can fix that real quick even this version of king's hockey i'm i'm okay with this version i'm you know we're, we're definitely going to talk about this because this is our season preview episode but i'm more than the fact that like we obviously haven't had any king's games to watch since march of 2020 i'm actually like I'm not just like desperately okay with, with this version of hockey. I'm actually like excited in a way for this version. If that's okay for me to say. I think it is because I understand it obviously. Cause it's, it's stepping out of the downward spiral and, and uh, obviously the team has been going in a different direction for a few seasons now, but I think this is the first most important season of the next chapter of king's hockey this is the season kind of where i think we're going to finally get to see which direction the franchise is headed um so i totally agree with you that and new divisions you know the in very very interesting scheduling which is totally understandable you know divisions have different sponsors it's a wild time <laughs> everything's very exciting helmets have logos oh my and, god and, and corporate sponsorship i mean Dogs and cats breeding, wild Just times. Hardcore hockey purists having complete meltdowns over stickers and MasterCard <laughs> or whoever the hell Honda. And, and I love to see it. I'm, I'm actually I'm impressed totally that you're not you're not more opposed come to on. it. You're you're come, no, I mean you're you're you tend to be a bit more of like a of an old school you know purist. Maybe not to that level where you you bring back fighting and whatnot, but like. You know, you. I think there's certain things that you consider sacred, and I'm, I guess I'm. You're right. Maybe helmet stickers aren't up there. But. No. <laughs> but I've also, I think, changed the way I think about those things over the last five or so years. Especially seeing, you know, it's weird. We, I hate to do this, but especially seeing the. Are NBA, we going to talk about the NBA again? Yeah, Damn it! Look, man. The way they've kind of <laughs> led the way in their forward thinking and their the most progressive league, I think I've learned that being too set in your old ways, especially for this league who's already like five, six years behind everyone else, generate money. Who cares? Put an ad on the jersey. I don't care anymore. I used to care. Yeah, oh my God. 
you know, how can you, what is this trapezoid behind the net? It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, what do you mean hurry up face-offs? I, I need to be there at the game for three hours. And I just stopped. It's just so minor and so, it doesn't hurt the game to have extra friggin' stickers on your helmet, to have your divisions named or sponsored by a car company. I'm sure once upon a time I was plenty pissed off that it, they went to Eastern and Western Conference versus Campbell and Wales and all the Norris division, Patrick division. I'm sure I had a little tantrum there, but it's just, it's such a waste of time. And it, I was there. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. All that matters. All that will always matter is let the game thrive. That's all I care about. That's all I want now. It's a coming it's, of age story, Vardy. It's beautiful. It's, it, I'm sorry. I might need a moment here. But yeah. No, I agree. I, but, I, but you're right. I mean, especially after a season like this where, you know, there's going to be so much lost revenue from lack of fan attendance in a lot of places. We've never had a very strong TV deal to begin with. Again, not to draw parallels to the NBA, but like, you know, they they, they get so much money now from their TV deals, they don't even know what to do with it. And I am completely on board with anything the NHL does to stay afloat, to stay relevant, to stay in people's minds, to get good corporate sponsorship to a certain extent. I don't want this being like soccer jerseys where, you know, the, the main logo in the middle is, is your sponsor's logo and there's a tiny little King's logo on the, on the shoulder or anything like that. But I fully agree that helmet stickers are not the end of the world in any way. And I certainly don't think that a corporate sponsorship of a, of a division is, is the end of the world in any way. It means, it means nothing. I mean, we already go to the Staples center and the Honda, you know, arena and, you know, the corporate sponsors are everywhere as it is. So I don't know why we're suddenly drawing the line at helmet stickers and division names, you know? Absolutely. I think the first time I saw, Whoever was the first team that introduced it, I was like, this is brilliant. Because yeah. you, in my mind, I, I think was it was like, the Capitals. I think the first one I saw was the yeah, Capitals. Yeah, the Capital one, right. Yeah. So my first thought was, this is a great way to do this and not piss off fans. But I was wrong because fans apparently <laughs> were beside themselves at the thought. <laughs> just, man, you're killing the game, man. <laughs> just so funny to me because. It, it, and you're right. It is brilliant because helmets are one of those things that you don't actually sell to fans, right? Like yes. if you get them, it's like a pro shop thing. So you can't even make the argument that like, I don't want to pay for a jersey that's going to have a McDonald's logo on it or something like that because you're not buying a helmet. So I don't understand. Like, right. <laughs> what is the issue here? What is the issue here? You know? I'll tell you, Gordy Howe is turning in his grave. <laughs> right now especially because he never liked to wear helmets so he never wore a helmet right so. exactly but hey good other good changes the blue line rule yeah, finally in the plane let's go <laughs> let's go people. right it, it was i think there was like a collective like no shit from right? but there wasn't even like breaking news like everyone was like yep <laughs> that was cool right. about time but yeah, so, it's long time coming. Obviously, makes all the sense in the world. Um, they always talk about the spirit of that rule. It's still not perfect because there's still going to be situations where the play is offsides and the puck has been in play for 50 seconds after that offside, right. and there's 
it's not going to be perfect, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I, I don't know if there is a better step after this. I really don't. I don't know what you could do. I, I You really can't do anything. At some no. point, there's there's a human error component short of like setting up laser detectors across the <laughs> across the blue line or something like that. But I, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how players respond to this. Like, are they immediately going to stop doing the, the skate drag that they kind of were trained to do? Or are they so going to be more of like, flamingo? Yeah, up. just like exactly like pirouette through. The, <laughs> it's going to be funny to see. But um, I think it's a rule that's been a long time coming that this change would happen. And it's interesting that this off season of all off seasons with how much is already changing. They're like, ah, screw it. Change it to a plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No one will notice. Yeah, you put put helmet stickers on. They'll yeah. talk about that. Instead. No one cares. Irish Spring is sponsoring our divisions, or whatever the hell. Like, everything's fine. The Mister Clean West Division. <laughs> Screw it, man. <laughs> if they're paying, if they're paying for it, let's do this. I don't care. Oh man, that's good. That's but good. yeah. Um, other than that, those very important NHL tidbits. That's right. Um, the World Junior Championship. Mm-hmm. historically one of my favorite tournaments very very upset this year that i did not get to watch much of it because it's one of the first years where i did not i do not have the nhl network on my tv provider and yes before people email us i do know how to find a stream <laughs> um but it just i don't know i'm not a big fan of getting into a corner and watching it on my computer although i watched uh parts of the gold medal game because it's the gold medal game um would love to see NBCSN pick some of those bad boys up, but I know better than to think that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, similar situation. Mine was more just like a timing thing and, and being able to find the time to stream several games a day. It just, it wasn't feasible. And I agree with what you're kind of saying where it's like, well, if I can just flip almost and just put it on in the background as I do some stuff from home, then that's possible. But if I'm primarily working on the computer and then trying to stream, it just, I don't know, it didn't feel as natural to me. So um, I didn't get to watch most of it either, but certainly did my best to, to watch highlights and, and video and things like that. And obviously from a Kings fan perspective, plenty of our prospects were involved in the tournament itself and definitely in the final two rounds of the tournament. So that was, that was nice to watch. Um, and, the gold medal game obviously was was a, was a, a fine sight to witness to see the U.S. Um, win in in a very defensively dominant fashion as underdogs coming into that game. I think is a is a nice nice sight. Yeah, and uh, from everything I gathered, a goaltending clinic mm-hmm. by Spencer Knight. I was just very focused on our guys. Uh, I'll always be rooting for the USA. Um, that day I took a look at the line and it was plus 400 for the USA. And I uh, I got the trigger finger for a quick second, but uh, but then I just pulled back. I just pulled, anyway, by the way, a lot more betting this year I'm going to be talking about. Just a heads up. Okay. Uh, it's coming, folks. I'll tell you, there there's only like 12 states left uh, where gambling is not legal. It's going to happen. And you know, piggybacking off we talked what we talked about earlier, it's going to be a revenue opportunity for all these leagues. So, oh, just yeah. another thing that's just so 
do. It's time. Let's do I it. I mean, the Let's NFL has been has been getting money from DraftKings and and all these services for years now. So correct, correct. So let's rock and roll this bad boy. Uh, <laughs> so that's my one. I'll have like one betting tidbit every episode. That's my one betting tidbit. USA was plus four hundred, um, which is four dollars to every dollar you bet. Uh, I really thought about it just because it's a gold medal game, and in and every those odds gold, are so nice in terms of so nice money. Canada was I don't think was that stack team they've been in the past. Um and anything can happen in a gold medal game. We've seen this every year. Anything can happen. It comes down to the wire. Should have done it, didn't do it. Um but congrats to the USA. Congrats to some of our boys. The Artie Party namely who ah, that's he makes me so happy, Vardy. Arthur <sighs> Kaliev. He's he might be my favorite Kings prospect right now with all due respect to Quentin Byfield, obviously Alex Turcott and just the other handful of studs that I'm not even mentioning right. right now. There's just something about a guy that can score at will and it'll never get old for me. I know there's, you know, some other people fall in love with the friggin' bottom six grinders and want to build statues of them, but I'll never be that person. I'm sorry. I, you know what I like? A nasty, nasty goal scorer. And we haven't had one like that in... I don't know. I mean, it's, that's a great point. Like, who... I mean, obviously, we're, we can't really project what Arthur Callio is going to become, but someone who is just a one-dimensional scorer like that, and I'm not trying to downplay him, but someone who is yeah. so dangerous every time they shoot. So that's what I'm saying. When was the last time that they had a prospect come in where the first thing that was listed as as their, like, as their talent was scores at will, nasty shot. Like who, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> no, not a prospect. That's for sure. I mean, the closest even roster player you could argue is Jeff Carter, maybe. Right. Because just of the devastating release. But if you go be like before that, I, man, I don't know. Ziggy Palfi wasn't a sniper. He was a, no. he was a fun, he was a finesse the puck into the net. Right. Um, Luke, Luke was never a sniper. Luke was a sniper. Uh, I don't know. I come, but come on, man. You're no right, one was though, drafting. Right. He's a dirty, no one was right. like. He was a yeah. dirty goal scorer more than anything. You're telling else. me, okay, you, that goal that Cali have scored. Oh, let's not. <laughs> come on. No. Come no, on. That's a, that's a different level of release. Like, Luke could do that, but look, what, a seven, almost his near 700 goal career? Yes. 400 of them have been dirty bangers, like right in front of the net, rebound, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. I take that back. But he could shoot, but not – But this Not like that. This, this is, is a like different – This is a different <laughs> – yes. like, you know, A variety of ways he could hurt you. And and the interesting thing, um, he had – so Kaliev had a couple goals. Obviously, the one that um, – the one that got them into the gold medal From game. From Turcotte, yeah. Right, from Turcotte. And then he had one in the game prior that was on the power play where he was on the goalie's weak side. And I know uh, I know uh, Jesse Cohen has talked about this a couple of times. He's brought this up about, like, uh, wingers playing on their on their uh, on wing, not their not their off wing, obviously. So if you're a left winger yeah. who's a, who's a right-handed shot, sure. that, that would be your kind of off wing. So he's a left-handed shot, and they had him playing left wing almost exclusively during this tournament. And both of those goals, he had to receive the puck coming across, across his body, <laughs> recenter, and then shoot it again. And both of those goals, he put the puck right where you needed to do it with very minimal time. 
And more so than the release, the body control that was necessary to get both of those shots off. So the first one where he scored on the power play and he was on the weak side, he had to like turn in a way so that his shot would not go right back into the goaltender. Right. Because that's, that's, you know, if you're receiving on your left side and you try to one-time it, it's going to go right back into the direction that the goalie is coming at you. So he had to actually kind of turn his body to redirect it so that the goalie couldn't come across in time and score. So that in and of itself, and again, when you look at it in real time, it doesn't look very impressive. It just looks like, oh, great, he shot it into an empty net. The goalie was completely on the opposite side. But it's like, nah, man, that, <laughs> that's not easy to do. That isn't, that's, that's the type of... That's the type of shot that usually ends up on like a highlight reel save for the goalie because it looks like he's diving desperately across and he saves it. But the guy just shot it kind of into him and Kaliev didn't do that. And then certainly the one that was the was the winner in the semis. It's the thing of beauty. I mean, that's again to receive in the slot, not one time it, turn your body. Well, a cross body one timer is like no one does that. It right? Doesn't. Like, it's such a bad shot selection. <laughs> it is. It's a horrible shot selection. You get no power on it. You get no direction. But the funny thing to me was, as Turcotte was coming around the corner, he found the tiniest of soft spots in the there slot and was already man. calling for it. He was already calling for it, which is just, which is just so badass because <laughs> – He's standing there. He knows he's not going to one-time a puck that he receives it there. And he's already just like, no, 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 no. Here. (laughs) Feed me here. Uh, Man, the greatest goal scorers will always find – Wayne Gretzky said this a lot. And it's been said about him. But he said it a lot about Yari Curry and, like, Mike Bossy. Like, the best goal scorers will find a patch of ice that no one – is think like it's you used to call it no man's land like it's mm-hmm. almost like but they find the spot and they know if you get it to them in that spot good things are going to happen um obviously not to pump this kid's tires too much but he is such an exciting prospect for me um and when you it's really more exciting when you combine him with these other very different players that's the thing about our prospect yeah. pool right now that's so uh, so attractive is like Pick your poison. There's different types of players. There's different skill sets. There's different body types. Um, I don't think we've ever had a prospect pool with so much variety. If you look back at the last rebuild that led to two Stanley Cups, I don't think there was this kind of variety. I mean, you had your O'Sullivan Camilleri, which was like, uh, you know, they're not that different. Um, The only really big kind of different player was Kopitar because even Brown and Frolov had a lot of similarities uh, coming up. So I just don't remember us having this many different types of weapons before. I also don't remember us ever having this many highly touted prospects. Like even with Kopitar, there was this level of unknown, obviously, which is what led him to kind of fall to his draft spot. And it wasn't until he was actually playing an NHL game that people got a look at him and said, oh, okay, there's definitely a level here. Brown, you know, I don't think in his first season or first two seasons really showed that he was going to be like a consistent 50, 60 point guy. Camilleri, O'Sullivan, you know, again, like neither one of these guys came in. O'Sullivan had some hype. O'Sullivan definitely had some hype coming in, especially with his performance in the World Juniors. Um, Certainly not quick. Like we, we, got very fortunate 
in a lot of ways with sure. with the players that developed for those first two cups because I don't I don't really know if anyone looked at the Kings prospect pool at that time and said these are some blue chip guys you know what I mean Dowdy was blue chip Kopitar became blue chip but right now everyone is looking at these prospects that we have in multiple different situations like the ones that you mentioned and it's just blue chip after blue chip after blue chip like these are Turcotte, Kaliev, Byfield, I still put Velarde in that pool because he has not he hasn't even had like a half a season under his belt. No, he has 10 games. That's what I'm saying. 7 points in 10 games just That's a friendly reminder. Yeah, and he's looking all sorts of better apparently in training I, camp. I read like, that today that he's yeah. looked like a whole different player. Yeah, like they they're they're slowly chiseling his name as the 2C and it's not even like up I don't for, think it's slow. Up for... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right. Yeah. I think it's there. So. It's a uh, Kempi. We'll get Him to it, but it's Kempi, Ferk yeah. and and Velarde, yeah. yeah. So so that's what I'm saying is like it's it's an embarrassment of riches which we've always talked about is like the perfect scenario to be in. It just gives you so much flexibility in terms of who's coming up and who's playing versus who do you trade? You know, it's, I agree with you. I, I don't, I think this is a very, very, very different situation in terms of, in terms of rebuilding and prospect pool than it was the first time around with Brown and Kopitar and Quick and those guys coming in. So the one thing that I think I saw a lot of people talking about though was, uh, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but I think people expected to see more of Byfield or more from Byfield. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind that he is one of the younger prospects on that Team Canada. Yeah. And if you look at his ice time for a lot of these games, he wasn't getting more than 12, 13 minutes at most. You know, him, Cole Perfetti, like these these younger guys from this draft year, you know, Dylan Cousins, those guys were getting the 18, 19-minute yeah ice times so it's not surprising to me that he's not having this lights out tournament you know and also i think it's also because he got so much criticism last tournament right so and then he had that one big game this tournament and everyone was like okay here here we go like here's his explosion and it didn't quite happen right um but i'm not concerned personally yeah I'm i'm not either i really am not yeah i mean you're talking about a kid. They're all kids, first and foremost. Yeah. But you're talking about a kid who, like you said, is the youngest, one of the youngest players on the team, youngest players in the tournament. Um, has a lot of growing to do still. And I think he, his future slotting is going to be way about way more than his points or whatever. It's going to be a lot of little things around the ice, a lot of little things throughout the game. So I'm not really going to look at his numbers and be like, what the hell, man? Like, where's his yeah. points? It's you're gonna the the number one center of a team has to do so much more than put some goals in. You know what I mean, or get some assists. Um, I again, I didn't see a lot of these games. Reiterating that, I would have loved to watch some of these games to actually see his entire game, not right. just what he's doing in the offensive zone. Right. <clears throat> but I'm not too concerned about production. Yeah, I and and I guess this is just me saying that no one should be. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's a reason behind why you're not seeing necessarily the numbers that you would expect from the guy who was the number two overall draft pick, you know? Yeah. And uh, number two overall doesn't mean points. Again, uh, the game 
the center position specifically has changed dramatically over the last 15 years. Usually number one centers were just lighting it up. Now you got to do a lot. You got to play on the PK, you got to play on the power play, you got to play two on your feet, you got to play against the other team's top unit every night. If you're a true number one center, that's what we're doing these days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not <laughs> the best centers in the league are up for the Selkie every year, in my opinion. I, I don't I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree at all. So So we'll see. And what's cool is and I know you or you're particularly excited about this, is the uh the taxi squad element of what's gonna definitely. happen in this upcoming season. Um and a lot of guys who were not gonna play are probably gonna get some NHL action. Yep. Yeah, I think it's uh uh I think this is this again gets a little bit into why I'm so excited for this season is that it's, it's perfect for a team like the Kings who have a wealth of prospects who in any other situation maybe wouldn't be able to play these guys or give them a taste of some NHL games with ease because of the CHL, the AHL age restrictions, how many players they can carry on their roster. And now the taxi squad situation, which allows them to carry uh, four additional, right? It's four additional guys. Um, I think it's four. I think they're allowed to. So basically they have a roster of 21 and then they're able to have four additional guys who can just travel with them to these games and practice with the team, but they're not necessarily considered healthy scratches or anything like that. They're just on the squad to kind of come in if someone tests positive for COVID or, or what have you. Um, and it creates a very unique situation because um, as of right now, last I checked, there's not going to be a CHL season or there's a lot of things still being worked out from that standpoint. So it's kind of unclear what those players who were not necessarily old enough to play in the AHL who would otherwise go CHL versus NHL, what they're going to have to do for this year of development. And I don't think there's anything been hammered out yet to say like, okay, well for this one year, we'll let them play in the AHL. But the taxi squad gives the Kings the capability to potentially say, okay, we're going to have, you know, Byfield and Kaliev as two of the, two of the four on here and they'll practice with the team and we'll give them a handful of games. And then, you know, when, when things get figured out, we'll send them back to the CHL or, or what have you. So I think it, I think it's a very, very unique situation. It's very nice for the Kings to have that capability to do that with their players. Um, And I think it's great for the players because they get to have NHL practices. You know, they're not just coming to this camp now for, you know, for fun or just to get some experience knowing that they're going to get cut. Like there's, there's a legitimate chance that if you play well, you could stay up and be on the taxi squad. Cause where else are they going to send you? You know, minimum of four players, maximum of six, maximum six. That's right. Sorry. Minimum four. So that's even better. Is, even that, better, is that up right? to the team? Yes. Okay. That's good. Yeah. 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 And how many, I'm asking you cause I can't really find it here. Uh-huh. How many games can they play? I don't think there's any rule. Okay. It, it's based on whatever. I, I think the same rule applies in terms of their, uh, if they play nine games, then the rookie contract. Could, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, there's no restriction. So, for example, let's say a guy like Leas Anderson, right, who would otherwise be in the AHL. Yeah. Um, he can stay on that taxi squad the entire season. 
if they want him to, and he'll get paid an AHL salary. If he plays an NHL game, he gets an NHL salary for that game. But the entire time he's practicing with the NHL team and they can send anyone from that taxi squad down to the AHL squad, which again, the AHL, they're kind of working out the specifics as to how it's going to happen. But it sounds like the rain are going to play at, at El Segundo at the Toyota Sports Center for yep. the season, yep. um, which is another awesome, convenient thing for them. Um, so I think there's just a lot of like interesting little things that have kind of fallen into the King's lap in terms of convenience and player flexibility that is just going to make this season really, really nice for them to kind of evaluate the prospect pool. Yeah, man. I don't see why you wouldn't maximize every one of your top prospects yeah. nine game window. Unless you don't want to pay them. That would be the other thing. Like you don't want to, you don't want to pay these guys. I don't know. I okay. agree. I don't know. No, I know. I get it. Uh, but it's such a great opportunity to like rest veterans just to get these guys looks. There's so many home and homes or two game series back to back. Maybe, you know, Jeff Carter takes a night off. Yeah. And you insert one of your boys in. See, that's the one thing I'm not totally specific on, like what the circumstances have to be for you to be able to bring someone off of the taxi squad. Like, does it have to be COVID related? Does it have, do they have to have like, an injury and go on IR I, because that's the other thing. Like to oh, bring someone okay. in, they have to have that quarantine period. That's that's so, the key for the taxi squad. Yes. And if you put someone on the taxi squad, it's equivalent to sending them to the minors. And if they need to go through waivers, they still correct. Would have to, okay. Correct. Okay. Yes. It's not like you can just hang with them, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the whole purpose of the taxi squad is, is the quarantine, essentially, so that they don't because otherwise you would just bring someone up from Ontario and say, OK, here you go. You're on the roster, but they can't do that this year because each player has to go through a seven day quarantine period before they're allowed to play with a team. Which is what they're seeing in training camp right now, which is why Athanasiu had to wait like seven days yeah. and then, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I suppose if they have enough players on the team that don't require waivers, they could just shift as they please. Yeah, and Literally again, that's change up the, the roster every game. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's again, it's. I'm sure they've looked into various ways of doing this, and there's certainly plenty of players that I think they would like to see get some NHL games in to get a sense of yeah. what you know. I would do everything so, in my power to maximize that nine-game window for every prospect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're the ones who don't have to clear waivers either. That's right. The thing. Exactly. Um, so, But the Kings are trying to make the playoffs already. Did you know that? I've, I've heard. Okay. I've heard. Okay. Then I guess this is a good time to jump into the season preview. Sounds I good, suppose, man. Let's because um, as we mentioned, this ain't your average NHL season, ladies and gentlemen. We are – Realigned for the 2021 season or whatever the hell this is. We're about C56 game schedule, which I love. I think around that should be every year. We've talked about this. The sixth around the 60 mark is money for these players. Stretch. Which BT dubs again? We called. We called. It was easy. It's a very simple math. Right. The mathematics led us led the way for us. Uh, but as as usual, guys, we're going to go through each division. Um. Usually we'll go one through eight, uh, briefly touching up on each team, uh, our thoughts on each team. We'll tell you our division winner. Uh, after we're done with that, we'll tell you our 
conference champions and eventually the Stanley Cup champion. And it's always fun. We, I mean, we were outstanding last season. Just to briefly recap, just a quick recap. My boy Vardy had the Stanley Cup final as Tampa versus Dallas. How'd that go for you? That <laughs> was that good. Two for two. Two for two. <laughs> uh, yes, you got it. Um, and I think you had Dallas winning the cup. I think that was your only. No, actually, no. You had Tampa. I did not. My I did bad. not. My bad. I also had Tampa winning the cup. I forget who my who I had them playing though. Out west. It was the final. Who did Dallas play in the Western Conference Final? Colorado, was it? Was it Colorado? No, I Vegas. Colorado. I had Vegas. Oh, Vegas, Vegas. Of I course. had Vegas, yes. Tampa yes. in the final with Tampa winning. Right. So pretty, pretty, pretty good. Right. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> right. If I do say so myself. Not bad, buddy. Not bad. Let's see how off we're going to be this time uh, because of all the, this bragging yeah. and arrogance. <laughs> we're going to start out with the East Division. Mm-hmm. Let me say again. East Division. That's Not right. Not to be with the East Brought to you by... Uh, Mass Mutual, I Thank believe. You. Vardy's you in go. charge of telling us who the sponsors are. You got it. The Mass Mutual division. Vardy. That's right. Um, how do we do this? Do we do we just call it the top from uh, top to bottom? I I like going bottom. Let's go Let's bottom. Let's start from the bottom. Let's start from the trash. All right. With all due respect. Uh, with all due respect <laughs> to the armpit of the country, the New Jersey Devils, I yes. believe, will be in eighth place. Concur. I think there'll be strides made. I think it'll be nice to see a second season from Jack Hughes yep. and more development. But this division is just, so, there's too so, much. So hard. Yeah. Corey Crawford in nets. Is he though? I've been hearing. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I heard about that too. There, dude, there's, he's having some I, issues. Yeah, which again, all the best to him. He has had a very, very rough career yes. with injuries and stuff yes. after having a ton of potential. But there's just too many question marks. It's a, it's a young team. They're very, and they know what they are, but um, I think they're, they're going to come in eighth. I think so too. I can't, I'm trying to think of how many players I could name on their team. It's a fun game. Uh, Kyle Palmieri. He's <laughs> here, uh, obviously Jack Hughes, but yeah, you look at this roster, not horrible. Uh, Nico Hishier, as we said, Paul Murray, Jack Hughes, uh, Nikita Gusev. No one's really sure what he is yet. Trevor, Travis Zajac, Pavel Zaka, who I think is about time. Um, P.K. Subban, Kulikov, goalies, uh, Crawford. And Wedge. It's Blackwood, not Wedgwood. <laughs> they're, uh, they're both there, I think. Oh, Wedgwood and Blackwood. The Woods are it, there? It is. The Arbor Brothers. <laughs> Okay, so the third string is at this point Wedgwood. But yeah, I mean, I have them eighth as well. Um, I think maybe next year. Wait till next year, guys. Yeah. Maybe you could take that step forward. Uh, I will move on. Uh, Okay. This is kind of a – this was tough for me. But I have to put Buffalo here. Yeah. It hurts me to do so because you can't tell me they're not better. They are definitely better. They're 100% better. Getting Eric Stalder makes yeah. them better. The I mean, problem, <laughs> the problem is the rest of the division. Unfortunately, yeah. I think is just everyone's on the uptick. The Sabers, um, their defense is still very much a work in progress kind of thing. Obviously, they have Rasmus Dahlin, who I 
absolutely love as a hockey player. I think he's going to be outstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his defensive game is like, but I know um, his Corsi and everything's positive. Let me just put it. I don't want to get into <laughs> advanced stats, but he is responsible for more goals for than goals against in the right. metrics for this team. They add Taylor Hall. They add Eric Stahl. Uh, Victor Olofsson had a n- nice year. Cody Eakins there. They should be. Like right. Kyle O'Connor was on their friggin' Jeff fourth Skinner. line. Yeah. <laughs> like they, sh- they should be good. That's a sick first line, my guy. Like mm-hmm. Hall, Eichel, and Reinhardt is a good first line. Um, so should be better, but I just, I don't know. I don't see it clicking for some reason. It's... It, it, I agree with you in that it's no fault of their own. I think they have done everything they possibly could to be a better team. And it's just going to be tough against, against these opponents. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, you know what hurts? Goalie. Yeah. Linus Allmark and Carter yeah. Hutton. That's your goaltending yeah. deal. That's probably, boy, that's got to be at the bottom of the league in terms of goaltending tandems. Probably right up there with Dubnik and Jones, but we'll get into that <laughs> when the time comes. But that's, yeah, I think that's obviously the huge glaring yeah. thing there. I think if they had a starting goalie, like a real starting goalie, maybe i put him ahead of this next team. Uh, but that's right. Yeah, go ahead. Who you got next, man? Uh, Rangers. Yep, Rangers for Rangers, me too. Yeah. So now we got the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah, very important. Similar story to what's going to happen with us in California. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Rangers are going to be a little bit better than, I don't know. I think their projected point total was like 56. I think they'll be a little better than that. It's, it's again, it's a, it's, a, it's a very similar story. Like Zibanejad, Panarin, these guys are going to produce. Yeah, Lafreniere is going to come in and... Um, should be by all accounts a legit NHLer. Yeah. A second season of Capocaco should be, be nice to see. Um, and um, man, I, I'm blanking on his name now. The goalie. Uh, the, yeah, the Russian kiddos are going now. Shesterkin. There you go. Igor Shesterkin. Yeah. The czar, as they call him. Goaltending um, looks cle- good, man. Yeah, you know, they, they they have they have everything they need to be a good team. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they sneak into, except defense. Yeah, Adam Fox obviously good player. Jacob but Truba. He does, he does not a defense make. He's not. And, uh, yeah, he's not your number one defense. But he is. That's the problem. <laughs> so right. maybe he shouldn't be. But they also had addition by subtraction by by getting rid of Mark Stahl. I think. Yeah, so. but they also added Jack Johnson. So. Let's talk about that if you want. There's nothing to say no. about that. That's a downgrade. I don't know. All I see is they're on their depth chart, these six defensemen, which is Lindgren, Fox, Smith, Tony D'Angelo's. There you go. Tony D'Angelo is the one I forgot. Uh, yeah. he's, a good, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, so they definitely, I think, in position to be better than the Sabres simply because they have some kind of familiarity with each other. They, right. had, they went hot a little bit last year. Um, I think Shesterkin solidifies them where Lundqvist was kind of tailing off, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, ha- I have them ahead of Buffalo. Yeah, I think that's fair. But, and again, it's both teams have done things to make themselves better. I just don't know if they're better than the other teams in this division. That's just what it comes down to. Um, who do you have next? 
I have the Islanders next. Yeah, I think we're we're going <laughs> hand in hand here. Yeah. Um It's tough for me cuz they're good. They're good, but <laughs> at the same time would it surprise you if they took a step back just based on their personnel? Their personnel's not I'm not saying they're bad. It's just I feel like this team consistently overachieves. But then that that begs the question: If they're consistently overachieving, maybe they're just achieving what they're supposed to be achieving. Um, obviously, I love I love Matthew Barzal. Um, Anthony B- uh, Bavillier had some kind of a coming out party in the bubble. Yeah, uh, really like his game. Oliver they're Wallstrom, good- man, I think is is this going to be his first season? I believe. Mm-hmm. Is that the right player I'm thinking about? That was a, um, like a top. Well, he had nine games last season. Okay. And um, but I yeah he was like eleventh overall. Yeah, he was ago, a, so yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's twenty years old, so that is yeah, the player yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. I haven't really followed him since the draft, but he was I remember one to watch. So um, interested to see what he does. They're aside from Barzal, they're just a bunch of guys who are 60-point scorers. Barry Trotz, man. Exactly. Exactly. And that's all he needs. He just needs a bunch of guys who are 50 to 60-point scorers, and he'll make them world beaters. Yeah. Because they they toe the line, they follow his strategy, and before you know it, you're looking and you're like, man, who does who who do the Islanders have? And you're like, oh, crap. Anders Lee's got 25 goals. Yeah. Brock Nelson's yeah. got 25 Josh goals. Doing his yeah, thing like, and... no, Jordan Eberle still in the league and still putting up points. So, and Bouvier, like you said, like, and, and so it's just like, this this is what their mm-hmm. team structure is. They don't yeah. need those high-end guys. They, they know what they are and they do just fine with what they are. And I wouldn't be surprised if I'm undervaluing them here a little bit because the top four make the playoffs. I have a hard time not seeing the Islanders in the playoffs, but again, it goes back to how stacked this division is. Right. And for the Islanders to make it, one of these top four teams has to not. And, and that's, that's hard. That's hard, man. Cause that is really hard for me to say that's going to happen. Yeah. So who do you uh, – is it is it on me to say who the fourth place team yeah, I mean, would whatever. be in the division? Whatever you want. If you uh, I think it's Pittsburgh. I have Washington. Hmm. I have Pittsburgh over Washington. So three for me is Pittsburgh, four is Washington. Yeah, mine but is the other way around. I, I assumed. Yeah. So I just – the Capitals last year looked so uninterested, man. They could score like – In the bubble especially. The, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. They just look so not interested in that. And I understand it's the bubble and all. I get that. But there was just – their top guys, particularly Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, look like they were just going through the motions. And yeah. and I again, this could be just a bubble thing, but I really think they deserve to be below Pittsburgh simply for that reason. Um, obviously, they are – look, man, they're stacked. They're freaking stacked. Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson, Verona, Backstrom, Oshie, Hagelin, Eller, Shiri. That's yeah. – that's at least a top – well, I don't want to say a top 10, but it's it's in the conversation for one of the best offenses <clears throat> in the league. The D's fine. They add Chara, who at the very least is going to bring you some kind of 
I don't know, steadiness and poise back there. Yeah, if he's your bottom pairing defenseman. Which he is. Yeah. He's then not you're gonna okay. crack the top four because the top four right. is you know, pretty much there. Goaltending, it's gonna be interesting because Holtby's gone. Right. And it's Ilya Samsonov. It's his time. It's been right. a long time coming. Good goalie from all indications. Absolutely. So, and, and he showed it in, in small flashes when he was able to play, which is why they were fine with letting Holtby go. And I think that's the right move for them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've got a guy like Carlson on the blue line. Dude's putting up 70 points like like it's no one's <laughs> business. He's doing fine. You know, Michael Kempney, again, progressing really well. Orlov, I mean, they've, they've got a good roster, man. They've just got a good roster in every in every aspect that I look at this. And then obviously they had, they did sign Lundqvist to be a backup, and he um, is out for the season, getting uh, pretty substantial <laughs> valvular and aortic yeah. surgery, which again blows my mind that that either there was something that they didn't know about or, or very odd to me that kind of came out of the blue for them. But anyway. Um, he was going to be their backup. He was not going to be the starter. So this is Samsonov's net even more so now. Yeah. And really, when I look at it, man, Pittsburgh and Washington, can you can flip them. Yeah. Pretty much flip them. I mean, Pittsburgh's offense is, in my opinion, man, that's tough. To, I was going to say better than Washington's, but that's tough to say. They, they're neck and neck. They are neck and neck. I mean, it's just it's the Crosby-Malkin thing, right? Like, yeah. how do you touch that down the middle? I don't care who you are. But Jake Gensel, Kapanen, very curious to see what happens there. If it's Gensel, Crosby, Kapanen, I would love to watch that line play. Right. Uh, Jason Zucker, just another one of these guys who just generates every year, apparently. Yeah. Um, their defense, this is like the only team that it doesn't matter how big, bad their defense <laughs> is, apparently. Because every year we say that their defense sucks and right. it doesn't matter. Latang is still good. He's not, you know, the guy he was, but he's still good. John Marino, apparently, a pretty right. solid defenseman for them. Six-year deal, was it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but he's certainly uh, solidifying things a little bit. They signed Cody Cece, who, I don't know, he's not, hasn't had a good few years. He's going to be probably a bottom pairing. He's their Jack Johnson replacement. <laughs> so you want to call that an upgrade, fine. Goaltending is interesting because Matt Murray is no longer there. Right. So it's Tristan Jari time, another kind of guy who's been waiting in the wings. So here we here he is. It's yeah. his time to have that. Good goalie. Nothing wrong with him. And again, had plenty of games last season with, with Matt Murray being hurt. Yeah. Made it very easy for Pittsburgh to move on. Honestly, man, it just comes for me it comes down to I'm I'm putting Sidney Crosby ahead. That's fair. Of Alex yeah. Ovechkin in this juncture of their career in terms of just they're both going to make the playoffs, so I'm not really saying it one way or the other. This is just right. minutia, but that's all it is Yeah, to put Pittsburgh third. All right. So this is where it gets – I hope it gets a little interesting because I think there's like – well, you go ahead and tell me who you got two. I think Philly's going to win this division. That's what I got, man. I got Philly one Bam. and Boston two. And everyone, it's funny because almost everyone universally has Boston winning the division, which – very difficult to argue with, by the way, because they Based are who history. they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how they tell me how this team is yeah. any worse, man. They yeah, they have not. the best line in hockey. It's not even close. Okay, it's not even close. They have the best offensive line in hockey. Yeah. I'm looking up and down. 
friggin' Craig Smith's on their third line with Charlie Coyle. Christ, this is a good team. Just deep, dude. Deep in, deep, deep in they, every... Yeah, their defense took a hit. And that's maybe the only kind of thing that I'm looking at and saying, can this defense of, you know, Grizzlick, McAvoy, Zaboro, right, Carlo... Tori Krug and... Tori Krug and Chara. Look, Chara was already, some would argue, you know, almost done or virtually done, whatever. But this it's still a lot of, to come back from Krug yeah. also. Um, Rask, it's a lot on Charlie McAvoy. It's yeah. basically been like, all right, buddy, you're, your turn to be the guy. Coming off a bad year, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's maybe the only question mark goaltending is probably one of the top tandems in the league no problems there yeah they'll be fine i think maybe the defense is the question for me and you got to think father time has to catch up with some of these guys (laughs) their new captain patrice bergeron just right the ageless wonder of the nhl you'd think at some point he's going to slow down but that's why i think i have Boston too, and Philadelphia. Yeah, they've they've had a couple changes that would maybe make them a little bit weaker compared to Philly, who I think is just is coming into their own. Obviously, coming from last season, they were doing really well. Now Carter Hart, clearly a dude who is is going to be in this net for the next decade and a half minimum. Their their offense up and down. That Kevin Hayes signing from a couple years ago has just has just done wonders for them. It it really is. It really is. And guys like Konechny have is is, it's Nechny, right? Not is it Konecki? They they say Konechny. Okay, fine. Konechny. Apologize. Um, So Konechny obviously has developed really well. Couturier is being the guy that they drafted him to be, you know, many many moons ago. So. Yeah, up man, and down this roster. Like, like they got the inspiration of Oscar Lindblom, who should be healthy right. and ready to go. Right. <clears throat> Their defense is great. Young, Provorov, Sanheim, Myers, just cost pairs on their bottom pairing at this point, right. I think. Right. Just a good looking squad. Carter Hart, like you said. Yeah, I agree. I they're they seem to be on the way. And uh it's hard to deny them this division after yeah. after they're showing in not only the season, but they, they're pretty good in the bubble, too. Yep. So, yeah, Philly's our division winner. Consensus. Good. Nice. Excellent. We can move on. All right. Moving on to the central division, brought to you by Discover Card, I believe. There it is. <laughs> now, That's this right. is Discover where things, things get weird right here <laughs> in terms of alignment. Yes. The central division, which includes Tampa Bay. <laughs> Dead smack in the middle of the country. <laughs> Go figure. All right. Um, All good. Uh, <laughs> I think our bottom two is going to be the, the same teams. It's just a matter of what their order is. I have Detroit last and Chicago above them. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, a lot of pretty people, much. A lot of people think Chicago goes last. I think Taves. What was this? I don't know what the last update. Well, on Taves him is was. out indefinitely. But was it officially for the rest of the season? I, I just don't know. Okay. So Last that's, I heard it was indefinitely. So that's a that's a huge oh yeah, blow to them, obviously. Like, if that's not an opportunity to be like, all right, guys, let's blow this thing up. I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I have Detroit 
less simply because I got to respect the Blackhawks. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I have too much respect uh, for Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, whoever else is on that team <laughs> from, from those cup years. <laughs> Who is it? Um, Shaw, I guess, I, although I'm not crazy about Andrew Shaw. Yeah, I have to... I sincerely have to look up their lineup right now because I can't remember who else is on that team. Well, Strom, DeBrincat, obviously, the two young guys. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Soderberg is on that team. Calvin DeHaan. Nikita way. Nikita Zadarov is now on that team. Adam Boquist is probably going to play. Yeah. Now, Either the, way, real, this is clearly the real challenge, my friend, without looking, is can you name their goaltenders? It's not easy, but I'm telling you Is right that now. Is it Laner? No, Laner's in Vegas. No. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Colin I... Delia and Malcolm Subban. Oh, God. Let's fold it up, boys. So bad. Fold it up. Let's go home. Clearly a team that is paying the price for winning as much as it did earlier on in the 2010s. This is this is the price of winning, unfortunately. You can't keep being good. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Man, they have a guy whose last name is Chalupa. Huh. You know, now that I'm looking at this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either anymore. Man, I, I'm more suspect that Detroit's not going to. Because I'm looking gonna... at Detroit. And there's, like, some things that they least got crew. They, they got, got four lines you know, that could play. Zadina and... Sam Gagne's on their third line with Phil right? Pula. Their defense is horrendous. But, <laughs> you know, Danny DeKaiser is their number one defenseman. And Thomas Grice is their starting goalie. This is a flip-flop situation. Yeah. If you're keeping score at home, guys, feel free to <laughs> just yeah, flip exactly. a coin. This is not good. I don't see anything good here. Let's move on. All right. My next team is, is Florida. Let me see what I had. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think Florida, yeah. The only other team that I was I, – I, again, I, whether Columbus would be there. Columbus is next for me, so we could go this okay. two at a time. So I have Florida, yeah, then Columbus. It's, it's in pairs. <laughs> and really, just <laughs> – I don't know. It, they're very similar in that they just have a bunch of dudes – you know, Miko Koivu is on Columbus now. It's like, cool. Florida, I think, has the better higher-end talent. They got Duclair on their second line. Mm-hmm. They got Venberg on their third line. Owen Tippett, I think it's time to play, buddy. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe I'm going to change this. I think I might go Columbus first. See, that's, that's kind of where I was at, too, because, you know, Columbus – Again, great in the bubble. I wonder how much that carries over. I wonder how much this Pierre-Luc Dubois that's, I think that's trade the main talk, reason. like how much yeah. that seeps into the, to the psyche. Like it's a, it's, it's a few variables there that I'm not terribly comfortable with versus Florida. They've, they've got a steady goaltender, at least at Bobrovsky. They've got Barkov. They've got, you know, they've got, uh, They've got guys. They got Huberto. They've yeah. got players. They just need to get it together and and be a better team than they were last season. Versus Columbus, I worry that all of this off ice stuff is going to be a bit more difficult to handle on a short season like this. Do I have any evidence to back that up? None. 
Zero. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's similar to what we've been saying. It's a flippy floppy situation. Right. Uh, let's let's move on. I mean, I think we've okay. pretty much covered it here. We're going into now the top four of the playoff teams. Yeah. Uh, who you got next? Uh, Dallas. Dallas fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have Nashville fourth, Dallas third. Okay. All right. It's it's very much a shoulder shrug kind of situation. Yeah. Who you want? I just think it's da- interesting. It's 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 in pairs for you and I on this yeah. one. It's just like I just think Dallas just coming off that that high. I think I would I'll just bet on them to just be better than Nashville. I mean, it's not yeah. really more complicated than that. Yeah. Up and down the lineup, Nashville is still great. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy crap, they're still they've always been fine. They can't score <laughs> for whatever <laughs> freaking reason with this with this team. Their defense has always been solid. UC Saros, uh, is he taking over? I think he is at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I think that's assumed. Yeah. I, I think it, for me it just comes down to the fact that I think Dallas found some, they have to have found something here, right? They have to have felt something and just come in with swagger and confidence. They're, are they the youngest team in the NHL? No. Uh, they lost Corey Perry, which I don't think – they were going to even notice, but their guys really took steps, man. Gurianov took steps. I think um, Rupe Hintz had a great uh, pay, uh, playoff. Joel Kivaranta had a great playoff. Heiskinen, I think. Yeah. Those are steps. Those were, those were jumps. S.O. Lindell. Uh, again, I'm still not sold on Kudobin, even though he had the magic. But other than that, I got to, yeah, I got to put Dallas. Well, and Bishop is Bishop's going to be their guy anyway, Bishop's right? Going to be like, their guy, I think. He's not on their depth chart right now, which is strange as hell. What? Um, mm. Which has to be. You think that's a mistake here? I think so. I think he's still injured. It's still really? so he's out till March. Oh man, really? I did not. That's know that. what I'm reading right now. I don't know how updated this is, but last. Last I read, he's out till March. So they're going to go with Kudobin and I think it's Ottinger. Well, Kudobin's not even there right now because of because of visa issues and stuff. Uh, Yeah, so they might be in tough, actually, for a little while there. But I'll still put them in third. All right. No, I agree. I mean, they definitely made strides, and, they, and their players definitely showed a lot of progress. I worry a little bit about, again – just how much that carries over um, another year of age for guys like Pavelski and Ben and, and, you know, Sagan, I not really sure what's going on with his game. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's hard sometimes to kind of recover from, from a hard loss like that in the bubble and come back and be, be just as good again. I still think they make the playoffs, but um, it's tough in a short season. Yeah, that makes sense too because they're not they haven't proven to be the most character team outside of this one run. Right. Um so I understand right. that mentality. Um All right. But yeah, so I would say Dallas fourth, Nashville third, you have that flip. Now we get to the top 2. And I think yeah. at least this one we're going to have in the same order. I don't know. I have Carolina Ooh. winning the division. Do you really? I do. Okay. But it's not I don't think it's because they're better than Tampa. I think they're going to be more hungry than Tampa. I think Kucherov sure. is 
what is he out for the year? Is he really? Yes. And see, this is like this type of stuff that like I, I've been having trouble keeping track of. Yes, Kucherov is out for the season. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Oh, hip surgery, man. Yeah, but it's more of like, don't you worry, big guy. Like you yeah. take the season off because yeah, yeah, yeah. all we want to do is get in. I yeah. think that's that's the team's mentality. Look, I don't have to. We don't have to dwell on how good this team is. They are friggin' loaded everywhere. Right. There is no weakness on this team. I'm looking like I can't see one thing. Even with Kucherov out, they gotta have like the <laughs> top five offense. Yeah, I mean, as long as you out. have Braden Point, as long as you have Stomkos playing, yeah, yeah, you're you're probably gonna be fine. But I think like if my thought is correct, that it's more of a precautionary thing. I think it's the mentality of the team to be like, let's let's well, get let's get in. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas I think the Hurricanes have a chip on their shoulder i think they're going to be they're going to be hungry i think they're ready they're on that cusp of like okay now we have to really make the noise that everyone mm-hmm. believes we can make so that's i put them ahead of tampa just in terms of standings i don't think they're a better team necessarily than the lightning but i do think if i had to like put my money on it i bet on carolina to win this division that's that's you know what and again i i keep bringing this up but in a short in a short season like this Anything can happen. I think 56 games with a younger team, a hungrier team versus a team that's coming off of a long stretch in the bubble and, you know, Kucherov's off definitely can happen. And Carolina's a solid team, well-coached. Again, total buy-in to to what Brenda Moore is bringing there. And so I I have all the faith in the world in their ability to to be a top two team in this division and make some noise in the playoffs. I guess I would say that covers the East, but we don't we're not doing it like that anymore. We move yeah. on to the North Division. The North Division brought to you by Scotia Bank. Shocker! <laughs> Didn't see that going. I was going to guess Tim Hortons, but mm-hmm. uh, not to sound too. Uh, stereotypical my my favorite division okay my favorite division by far what a great idea rock and roll man let's do this and it works in terms of quarantine and and travel restrictions and stuff like that too so everyone's happy there you go uh let's let's give me your bottom two so i think it's going to be winnipeg ottawa Ooh. but i i don't know would you mean ottawa's last I don't know if Ottawa's last. Interesting. So you think I, Winnipeg I, might be last? I think Ottawa has done enough this off season. I, I was I was looking at this <laughs> going into this. Was, yeah. No, I'm serious. But like <laughs> yeah, I looked at I their I looked at their roster and I was like, I mean, you know, they got Matt Murray there now. They got Derek Stepan, who, you know, whatever, but it's like these little moves that when you look at it on the whole it's suddenly not as terrible as a team as they were last season. They got a better goaltender now. They've got some young guys coming up. Yeah. They've little things, little things here and there. And I'm trying to think of um, they made one signing that it did off. They they signed yeah, they got Dodd-Nov, Dodd-Nov, like that enough so Kachuk. Right, you I know, Gostenyuk on his like 15th team, whatever. <laughs> I think they're going to throw Stutzla in the mix, man. I don't think they give two crafts. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? They're not the Kings. They're not care about waiting. Yeah. And no, man. And, and Stutzla's an older prospect than Byfield yeah, right yeah, now. Right, and, 
and clearly showed the World Juniors that he can play. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Galchenyuk's on this team too. Yeah. Who knew? So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you've got a bunch of like little random things, and then you look at their roster. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is not good, but I think there's enough going here that, that maybe, maybe they're not the worst team in this division. So I have Winnipeg in the playoffs, so they're not even oh. in the bottom three for me. Interesting. So we, I have Ottawa last, um, mm-hmm. and then I have Vancouver. Really? Yes. Vancouver, man. They lost a ton. And I think – well, let's get into it. I'll, I'll talk about Vancouver. All right, tell me more. Um, Markstrom's lost. They lost to Foley. So their lineup is JT Miller, Elias Pedersen, Jake Vertanen, Horvat, Besser, Pearson. Did I undervalue them? Yes, okay. I think you did because they got Nate Schmidt too. On their yes, defense instead of yes. instead of Tanev. And they got Holtby and Ned. They got Holtby instead of Markstrom. I think whatever they lost, they've made up for hmm. pretty nicely. And their big pieces are still very much there. Okay. And they, they're going to have, you know, potentially, um, if they decide to play, like, Nils Hoglander in there, if they want to. I mean, I don't know. They might get crazy with it. Well, I'm having a tough time here, I guess, because I don't think Winnipeg... Is as bad as that? Is that bad? And what am I missing with Winnipeg here? Yes, they have some turmoil going on um, with their top guy, but Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, Line, Stasny, Ehlers. Their defense, they have Derek Forbert on the second pairing. That's okay. This defense is terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it comes what down to. Okay. Like, I just I just don't think that they're – because they didn't do very well. I'm trying to remember where they were last season too. They had 80 points in 71 games. They weren't like world beaters. And it was a very different division. Yeah, I think I'm going to amend mine. Um, I have been talked into changing this, which is probably correct. I think Ottawa and Winnipeg is the correct way to go. Right. Especially yeah. when you look at the other teams in this division, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe you can tell me that like I Montreal. Like, <laughs> I don't like Calgary. I'm telling you right now. I I, don't I do not like. I I think Calgary. Here's how what I had. It's amended now for okay. my bottom. Let's go bottom four. I had Ottawa, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg. So I have Calgary out of the playoffs. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm changing that here. <clears throat> Well, actually, I might. I might. That, that might bump Calgary up to four because they have Markstrom. Strictly because they have Markstrom. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm taking Calgary in the playoffs. I'm dropping Winnipeg, and I'm bumping up Vancouver. So it goes Ottawa, Winnipeg, Vancouver. Okay. So yeah. those are the three that are out of the playoffs yes. for you. Yes. Okay. Um. I think for me, I was going to say Ottawa. Well, I was going to say Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Ottawa. And then uh, this is where it got a little dodgy for me because I was like, uh, Calgary, Montreal, I feel like are are going to go neck and neck in terms of making the playoffs or not making it. 
I think the, the locks in this division, sorry to like jump ahead, but no, like I fine. think the locks in this division for me are, are Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver to make the playoffs. Wow. And okay. I think Montreal, Calgary are going to be the ones kind of battling one another for that four spot, personally speaking. See, I got Montreal third. I think Montreal... I think Montreal is good. See, this is this is why, and this is why this division is awesome because you actually get to like see, you know, which one of these teams is I'm the looked, best teams. I looked at Montreal, and I'm I'm no lover of this team, but I uh, I'm liking it, man. I like this this forward group looks good. Toffoli with Kotkinemi and Lekkinen, right? Like man, right. that's a good line. Right. Josh that's Anderson. I've always liked Josh Anderson. I think that was a great trade by Montreal. I like Max Domi too, but I really like Josh Anderson. I've always right. said this. Drewan is there. Um, defense looks pretty good. Their top pairing could use work, but I think they're near the bottom. They're they're decent, and you can never discount Carey Price. I think this is a. I think this is a good team. I think it's a playoff team. Personally, I, th- yeah. I have them third <laughs> in, in this division. It's wild, right? So I have. Montreal third and Calgary fourth. And our top two is our top two, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Toronto one? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. This is it. This is it, Leafs fans. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say to you, man. Boston's out of your freaking division. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) This is your time. Okay, you don't have oh, to deal man. with those bastards. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be round? hilarious if the only way that they can win the cup is if we if Avoid we change Boston. the rules so that they don't have to play Boston? This is it, boys. You are clearly the the class of this division. Yeah. With respect to Edmonton, who we have second, some people will be like they should be lower than second. A lot of people will say that because they are very much an incomplete team, but. Christ, the the Maple Leafs offense, you put it you could put it up there with whoever you want, and they are right there with Tampa. I don't know who's the best offense in the league. I don't even know. But they're they are in that conversation. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. You add a guy like Kerfoot, you have Zach Hyman and Jimmy VC. I love that pickup for your bottom six. Um, McKayev is there. Thornton. I'm not even talking about the th- the three headed old monster of Thornton Spezza Simmons. <laughs> how, how, how like you can't? I know we've we said this. You, there is no more excuses, boys. Here we go. This team is loaded. I know these old guys are. Or I'm, I'm being an asshole. They're <laughs> calling them old guys. I know these guys are like not who they were once. <clears throat> But they're pros. They're going to change the, the culture of that locker room. They're going to hold guys accountable. You're, they're going to bust their ass. They're going to make these younger guys realize what it means to be a pro. Um, these are all very cliche hockey things I'm saying, but I believe them. <laughs> I believe them. Zach Bogosian, a Stanley Cup champion on your bottom I mean, pairing. Let's, let's, be, let's be frank here. The issue isn't whether or not they make the playoffs. It's what happens when they get there. Sure. And my prediction will be, <laughs> I think I'm going to go back to the well when we, when we go to the end there. But Toronto's the best team in this division. I don't think it's very close. I think a lot of people are going to give us a lot of crap for putting Edmonton second. But it's... I don't think so. 
I really don't think so. You're telling me Edmonton, some, some people think Edmonton's a better team than Toronto? No, I'm talking about how high they are. Oh, in that sense. I think the oh, crap man. we're going to get is some, a lot of, I've, I've read a lot of predictions. I've seen everyone's season preview. A lot of them have Edmonton as like a bubble playoff, Dude, like fighting for a playoff. I, I do not believe that. As long as you have a healthy McDavid and a healthy Dreisaitl, you're, you're a playoff team, I think. I think getting kicked in the mouth by Chicago last year had to do something. Had to change something for the core of this team. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, their defense is not great. We know this. Their goaltending right. is not great. Right. Um, can Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, Adam Larson take steps? I know Adam Larson is like, homeboy, the clock has ticked and ticked <laughs> oh and ticked God. on you. Um, Tyson Berry, that's not going to help you. No. And what you're trying to accomplish, he will generate more offense, but that's never <laughs> that's been your not, problem. That's not the issue. Um, Jesse Pugliarvi, yeah. it's time. You know, they signed you. Kyle Turris is their third line center. Like, James Neal's a depth forward on this team. This yeah. offense is not an issue. So Yeah, it's 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 purely a defensive issue. And that's the thing. When you have those forwards, when you have Dreisaitl, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, along with that supporting cast, that's, to me, in this division, is a playoff team, in my mind. That's, yeah. that's enough for you to be a playoff team. And I think, when I look at it, probably good enough to be second in this division. Because you're going to be playing Ottawa a bunch of times. You're going to be playing Calgary a bunch of times. Like, it's... I, I think... I think they have enough to be second in this division. So... I think this team is better than Calgary. And I, I've seen a oh, lot yeah. of... A lot of people put Calgary ahead of them. Yeah, I think they're doing that post because Calgary may have a more balanced lineup. But... Yeah. I, I, th- I think the Markstrom recency bias, too, is very, very strong right now. Right. Like he had, you know, he had a great season. He carried Vancouver and whatnot, but then Demko came in and kind of stood on his head there too. So, right. But I think the Markstrom vibe is what's propelling Calgary in a lot of these things because they were not good in the playoffs, man. They no. had no bite. Dallas beat the crap out of them. Yeah. There were games they were up three nothing on Dal- on the Stars, and you knew Dallas was going to win that game, right? Because they're soft. They're a soft team, um, in my opinion. I don't like Calgary. Anyway, this was about Edmonton, and, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so we got so Toronto and Edmonton. That's the North. They the North. <laughs> okay, now. Now, baby. We come out West, sponsored by Honda, I believe. Sponsored by Honda. And that's right. And featuring teams in Minneapolis. <laughs> that's right. The and, Minnesota Wild of the West Coast Den- of Honda. Denver. <laughs> in St. Louis, Missouri, so ladies dumb. and gentlemen, welcome to the West. Uh, it is wild, wild okay. as it is. Um, All right, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Are the bottom three teams the three California teams for you? No, no, they are for me. <laughs> okay, they are for me. It wasn't easy for me to do this, but I'm going to start with my worst team first. Okay. San Jose is for okay. me dead last in this division. They are a freaking mess. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. This is not about rivalries. This is not about me like 
having some kind of why would i be pissed at the sharks all we've done is beat their ass uh, <laughs> as long as i can remember dude signing these guys was obviously now <laughs> showing is proving to be like an error these guys being carlson to that lifetime contract mm-hmm. guy's gonna generate offense i have nothing but good things to say about that but my god Timo Meyer, Thomas Hurdle, Kevin LeBanc, Evander Kane, Logan Couture, Ryan Donato, Marlowe, Gregor, Nieto, Sorensen, two guys we've never heard of, um, Vlasic Carlson, and just the worst, the two worst goalies of last season, statistically speaking. <laughs> they are. They're the worst goalie tandem in the NHL, yeah. statistically yeah. speaking. Now, we've always liked Martin Jones. I've said, we've said, we believe, but um <laughs> we might have been wrong on that one buddy i don't know this is terrible i hate devin dubinick as a goaltender <laughs> i think this is very clear i think this is the worst team in the division okay well i think they're bad i don't know if they're worse than phoenix or arizona in my okay. opinion okay i think arizona is especially now without hall there it, it they're just kind of a, a team of a bunch of young guys and and phil kessel (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i'm looking at this i'm looking at this forward line the forward roster and there's you know keller is there and keller is great and schmaltz is there and he's great and then there's kessel and then there's just a bunch of dudes that they're hoping will actually like click and bring it together their defense uh oliver ekman larson you know Good guy, but he's getting up there. Yalmerson getting up there. Goligoski definitely up there. Demers, they got they got Chikorin. These are these are not to me. This does not make a playoff roster, in my opinion. I look at this roster and I go, "You're going to get beat a bunch," and I think they're going to be last in the division. Oh my god, I have them in the playoffs. Do you really? <laughs> I do. do we, what? I have Arizona in the. And I'll tell you why. I will explain myself, of course. I had Arizona at the bottom, then I had San Jose, okay. for what it's worth. Okay. I have San Jose, Anaheim, LA, because I already told you this, the bottom three yeah. is California. I'll touch on Arizona real quick. They're going to tr- be trying to make the playoffs. I know they lost Hall, but Taylor Hall did nothing for them. Absolutely nothing for them. He was... What's your favorite Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall <laughs> Coyotes? Because he didn't do anything. But yeah. He, in fact, he might have hurt the freaking team. Um, <laughs> I, I'll take a team that's young. They have Yes, they're very young. You're right. They're inexperienced. I'll take that plus a goalie in like Kemper who I like a lot. I think Antirant has a, this is a good goaltending tandem for me. I'll just take that, a team that's trying to make the playoffs, that needs to make the playoffs, I guess, in in a lot of ways. I think they showed me enough where I expect steps forward. Yes, they lost this guy. To me, this guy didn't do anything for them. That's why I have them in the playoffs. And again, this is a tough division to rank because the bad is really bad. And the good is really good. Like, yeah, that's what that's what makes it's, it's it hard. It's a very clear separation of like if the I'm, top three teams. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, two teams to me are locks in the playoffs. 
Yeah, Colorado if, Vegas. Yeah, everyone else, tell me like friggin' LA can't get hot and make the playoffs in this division. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of my issue here is that you asked me if I think all three California teams are the worst three. And I, I honestly, and maybe I'm just I'm drinking the Kool-Aid just a bit too much, but I don't think the Kings are that bad, especially if you look at how last season ended and the things that have probably progressed and the development that's probably happened. I don't think we're, I don't think we're that bad. I don't think the potential for us to be that fourth team and, and sneak into the playoffs is, is that unrealistic? So that means you have the Kings in fifth. So I, I guess fine. So I'll just lay it out how I had it. I had, I had Arizona's last, then I had San Jose, then I had Anaheim. And then when it really gets tricky is I think us in Minnesota are going to be going back and forth. And I just leaned, I went homer and I said, sure, we're going to sneak in fourth. Sure. Followed by St. Louis and then Vegas, Colorado. Um, So I have San Jose, Anaheim, LA, Mm -hmm. Minnesota, Arizona in the playoffs, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas winning the division. Mm -hmm. Um. I'll kind of talk about the bottom stuff. There's just to to make the playoffs. Okay, the Kings need, in my opinion, a lot to go right, and maybe too much to go right. Mm-hmm. Namely, Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick. Um, I assume Jonathan Quick's going to get more games than Cal Peterson this year. I think mm-hmm. that's a safe assumption. I think the Kings have a better chance. This is going to sound crazy. Of making the playoffs if Cal Peterson was the number one goaltender. Hmm. So you're losing faith and I'm putting you on the spot here. I apologize. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Yes, yes. It's hard to say that, but I think, again, it's that it's that hunger. You know, mm-hmm. our Cal Peters, I'm not saying Jonathan Quinn's not hungry because he's one of the most competitive players probably in our in this franchise's history, he's going to compete, but he's getting up there now. His game is completely, not completely, but mostly reliant on reflexes and just being a supreme athlete. Is he still that athlete? He has shown that he can be, but, you know, it's very hard for us to watch again and and realize that maybe he's a second slower. Maybe he's, you know, reacting just a little bit slower but his numbers overall have just not been good over the last few years. I understand we haven't been a good team. I just think there's a turning of the corner with this team that the younger guys are getting more of a responsibility and a situation like having Peterson even maybe split the time, Mm -hmm. I think would help the team advance. Well, I mean, there's no telling if it's going to be like, you know, quick place 45 games and, Sure, sure, sure. And I'm not uh, 11, you know. That's not the only thing that has to happen. Drew Doughty, who had his worst, in my opinion, professional uh, season of his career last season, he needs to, you know, he needs to take a step back to where he was or a step forward to where he was. Kopi, who, bless his heart, is as consistent as you'll find, you know, most nights, he has taken steps back. Like I was looking at his controlled entries. They are, they've shrank dramatically in the last two seasons, and that's where he like butters his bread. He he gains the zone with entry. That's where he generates his offense. That's where the Kings have possession. You know, it's a trickle down effect. 
there's a lot that has to go right, I think, for the Kings to make the playoffs. Can they? Yeah, because this, div- this division is not good to me outside of Colorado and Vegas. Hmm. Um, so a hot Kings team, if that team comes in, um, who knows? But right now I have them out. I just think Minnesota, who I have in, and you know that's begrudgingly. Sorry, I, I don't know. have. The, sorry, I don't have them in. I take that back. Yeah. I have Minnesota ahead of the Kings. I have Arizona in. I just Minnesota has a new coach, I believe. Dean Everson. Yes, there you go. It's that's the name. Um, I don't think they even added necessarily anything. Right. God, that's kind of my thing. So I, bad. That's what I'm looking at. I looked at that team and I was like, okay, <laughs> a bunch of guys that I've heard of, but hey, hey, what, what, what? What is driving this team? Like, what is the? What is what gets this team up and going? It's not Zach Parisi anymore. It's not. Yeah, Kings can Kings can definitely surpass this team. Um, maybe I'm just lowballing the Kings a little bit. But I get it. I mean, Minnesota is like one of those teams that is you they know just seem to get it done. Yeah. Uh, but wh- here's a fun question: Who's their number one center? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Marcus Johansson. Great. Good for him. <laughs> or maybe, I mean, sorry. They, it's between him and Nick Bonino. Bukestad? I don't Bukestad, know. <laughs> Bonino. Um, anyway, yes, Minnesota's not going to be good either. Um, maybe LA surpasses them. We haven't really talked about Anaheim that much, but... I think I think as long as Gibson's in net, there's always a chance with Anaheim. Yeah. That's, that's what it comes down to. And I think it's a fair possibility that Zegers gets close to a full season because I don't know what else he can possibly do. And that team could definitely use all the help they can get up front. So those wild cards could make Anaheim a very interesting team to play against. I just don't know if they're going to be enough to, to sneak into the playoffs. I think to me, St. Louis, Vegas, Colorado are locks to make the playoff. And then that fourth spot gets real, yeah. real competitive between three or four teams. I think St. Louis is a lock just because of how bad everyone is. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. I don't think St. Louis is like amazingly better, no. but I think they're more put together than the other teams. Every other team is either in a state of transition or has a lot of question marks. But And again, maybe I'm putting too much faith in the last two weeks of the Kings season, the last two, three weeks of the Kings season and what I saw. But I think having... Velarde there, having a very clear second line center, having being able to have the luxury to to knock Lazat down the third line and have Carter on his wing on the third line. Like you create this middle six that can do a lot of damage game to game. And the defense was not bad last season. If you look at the actual like performance of the players, it was not bad. It was just Doughty had a horrible season. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the beginning of the year, Quick was everywhere. Quick was all over the place, like, you know, just swimming in net. So if you can just stabilize some of those things, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you can take that four spot because, like you said, every other team that they're going to be playing against is really bad. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think a, yeah, I think my ranking is more a com- of a conservative approach and maybe in my mind I'm thinking we need one more good draft pick to get one good defenseman um and then like let's go <laughs> yeah uh, but you're right man you're right look Matt Roy and Sean Walker not only did they pass the itis they had good metrics last season right 
uh, Toby Bjornfoot, I'm thinking, plays. He's steady. I don't want Curtis McDermott to play if we're trying to <laughs> if we're trying yeah, to do something. But I mean, they'll put him on the on the bottom pairing probably. That's kind of where he's playing right now with yeah, Walker. Yeah. So I can I can vibe with that. You know, I'm not a big Ali Mata fan, but okay. Right. Mikey Anderson, okay. I would like to see a defense of like that has Bjornfoot, Roy, Anderson, and Walker on it. That would excite me. You know what Could I'm saying? Could be fun. Could be uh, fun. Like, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let let Dowdy and Mata be like the only two old guys on the friggin' roster. Yeah, and they're they've been pretty much playing together through training camp, and so that's kind of what they're trying to make them do. So I don't know. I, I just I like the direction that they were trending. I like the moves that were made. I like what I've been seeing in terms of training cap lineup and even some of the chatter about like how McClellan has, has talked about, you know, like not writing quick the entire time. I think he I think he's very I think he probably wants to get Peterson like in 20 games. I'm not even kidding. Like have quick play 35 games or something like that. Have have Peterson play the other ones because there's a lot of back-to-backs. There's a lot of home and homes. You know, it, it's it's a weird season, but it's one that gives you a lot of flexibility to kind of do that, and I think that's going to play in the Kings' favor. Obviously, the offense is not great, man. I don't know what else to say. It's not, Kobe, but it could... The, the top line, these... It's just no matter how good a few seasons Ayafalo and Brown have had, these guys just are not finishers. Like you can't manufacture, you can't pretend they're finishers. Kobe's a playmaker. You know, is Athanasiu a finisher? I don't know. He was for like a minute there right. in Detroit. Kempe has pretty much put up bottom six numbers his yeah. whole career. You know, you're looking at Gabe Velarde to be – your best player on the second line. Uh, is that a lot to ask? You know what I mean? Like that, those are the things that really, really concern me. I get me. it. I get it. I, I'm, I'm not saying this is a lock in any oh, way. No, no, no. But We're just I having just the conversation. Like, yeah. Right? We're just having the conversation. But anyway, um, let's thinking let's, out loud, you know? Yeah. So you think Vegas wins the division? I think Vegas wins the division. I think Colorado is tremendous, a tremendous yeah. team, but I think, they're kind of being overrated here a little bit by everybody. Are they basically a lock to be second? I think so. But, man, take McKinnon off that team. Are they in trouble? Well, yeah. Okay. Who can you take off Vegas Stone? and you say that team's in trouble? They're not in trouble. It hurts. I think. <laughs> Dude, there's a big difference between we're screwed and like, crap, that sucks. I think that's the difference between these two these two teams. Okay, don't you think so? Am I off base? I mean, there? maybe, but I think Colorado, with now having McKinnon and McCarr and Byram probably coming in and playing, and you know, goaltending fine between Grubauer and Frank, who's whatever. Like they'll figure that out, but. Dude, that team is stacked. I forgot they got Brendan <laughs> Brendan Sod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they freaking fleeced they fleeced Chicago on that trade. They were slow, they needed speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, they're stacked. They're stacked. They are they're they are, 
that is a tough, tough team in my opinion. Yeah, and that's a good team. I just think Vegas is better. And I, I, it's gonna be close. It's gonna, it's gonna, be, gonna close. be close. I think Vegas is better, and I think Vegas. Let's see, what did they do? Did they do anything? They just bring in the boys back. Well, they lost Schmidt. They lost Schmidt. And uh, I think that was it, man. Because they were they were starting to get close to the cap as well. They, they had got to... Peter Angelo. Oh yeah. They got him. That's right. So they replaced him pretty well. Shea Theodore is becoming a stud. They're they're a good team. They're good. They're very Their goaltending good team. is. Very flurry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, they're a good team. There's no question they're a good team. I just, I don't like them. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't like right. them either. But <laughs> damn it, I got them winning the division again. Did they win? Well, it last, the, they, they won it last year, right? Yes, I think so. I think they won the division. Yeah, I don't know who else would have. Yeah. Who else would beat them? Edmonton, I guess. Um, okay. So the way the playoffs are going to work this season, though, they have to play through the division to make it to the final four, right? So they yes. have to. So one of Colorado or Vegas yeah, is not going to make thing, it to the semi. It? <laughs> it's beautiful. That yeah, that series is going to be amazing. Yeah, it has to be that series. The <laughs> last mm-hmm. I mean, Christ I mean, Almighty. Yeah. Yeah, for for everything that I'm talking about, the Kings potentially making the playoffs. There's no way it's the okay. The two teams clearly who are going to play coming out of the West is going to be Colorado versus yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Um, God, it's going to be great. I just I'm getting <sighs> tingly right now. I don't know who wins that series, man. Did they play last season? No. no. Dallas eliminated Colorado. Correct. Correct. <sighs> Oh, I'm so excited. And then Dallas and then Dallas beat Vegas. That's not gonna happen this time. That's so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's so great. Vegas, Colorado. I mean, god damn, Vegas, I'm so yeah. I started now. Why are we even playing this season? That's if you're a hockey fan, man, I mean tell me what's <laughs> That's better. That's the series than that you series. want, man. That's um, the series you definitely want. Another series see. I want to see is Toronto and Edmonton. And just let them dance. So you think that's gonna be what what comes out? Because is if yes. Toronto's first, Edmonton's two. Yes. Then they're gonna have to beat someone to for it to be them against each other. The way I have it, it would be Toronto versus Winnipeg, Edmonton versus Montreal. The way I mm-hmm. have it, and I that's what I would see happening. Although Montreal, man, I'm telling you, they're a sleeper team. Watch out for I'm, them. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. I think it's gonna end up being Toronto versus Montreal and Edmonton versus Vancouver. Oh, I think Vancouver's gonna too. win. And then it's going to be Vancouver versus Toronto for Canadian supremacy. <laughs> I was just thinking about a Toronto-Montreal series. And that is so exciting. Good Lord. If it was Toronto-Montreal and Edmonton-Calgary, I think Canada might explode. Like they might... Just playoff time be, in general. Become a crater. Yeah. Those, yeah. <laughs> playoff time in general, Canada's going to explode. That's it's true. It's just going to be like... That's true. But that's how I see it. I think it's going to be... Toronto versus Vancouver for Canadian supremacy in Toronto. Shh, by God, if Toronto does not win, I, I don't know. Uh, my question now is, the winner of the North plays who? I don't know. I don't know how they're doing that. That's interesting, isn't it? I don't know if they're reseeding it. I don't know if they're going to take the last four at that point or if they already said it that like North plays Central and West plays East. That means East. we can't know. call a Stanley Cup final. 
How would you call it? I don't know. Because before you have one team coming out of each conference now. Right. Well, how about this? How about you say who's going to win each division? Okay. And then we say which one of those four teams is going to win the cup. All right. Here we go. Starting okay. with the East. Okay. Although I have Philly number one, I think Boston is going to come out. <sighs> it hurts. <laughs> Why does it hurt? You want Philly? I do want Philly. I really want Philly, man. So say Philly. It's all good. No. That's true, though. <laughs> Damn it. It's playoff time, man. You got to A. A wise man once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. You still got to beat Boston. And it's just too damn hard. It's hard. Okay. It's really hard. So we got Boston coming out of the East. Yeah. Tampa out of the Central. We don't have to dwell on that too much, I think. You don't think Carolina's going to do it, huh? I don't think so. I think I have Carolina winning the division, but I think playoff mm. time, Kucherov gets activated, and it's go time. It's tough times ahead for anyone who's yeah. standing in front of the defending champs. Okay, <sighs> we the North is Toronto. Is coming it's Toronto. out. Coming yeah. out of the North. It's got to be Toronto. <sighs> this one's hard, man, but I got to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with Las Vegas. <sighs> I have to go with it. It's the team. I like them. I think they're better. Maybe by a hair. Maybe by a goal. Maybe it's going to be like seven games. You know, war of attrition, but... Just flip a coin, man. Whatever. <laughs> Go with Vegas. I know they have problems and they have identity issues. Listen to our past episodes for some yeah. wonderful insight on that. But, um, again, show me. Show me, Colorado. Colorado should not have lost to Dallas. But then again, so maybe, Vegas. maybe, But maybe that's what, that's what it takes. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you I'm got saying Colorado. I'm saying Colorado. Going Colorado I'm doing it, folks. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, so I guess of these four so teams, we have, four to, we have to pick is... a Stanley Cup champion because we don't know how it would realign. Yeah, right? I, I I don't know. Maybe they've maybe they've. Um, yeah, it says the top four teams in each division will qualify for the Stanley Cup. Each best of seven. With the first place playing, the four teams that advance from the second round to the semi will be seated based on their point total okay, in the regular so we season. Still can't, we can't yeah. predict that, although yeah, I would. Anyway, that's kind of hard. That's hard to that's, predict. That's really Not hard. Not going to do that. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm going to say it. The Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> are going to win the 2021 Stanley Cup. Oh man, You're, that's what I'm saying. Wow, I will be wrong. What are you thinking? You thinking Tampa repeat, or are you thinking it's Colorado time? Who, by the way, I'm, were the favorites betting wise? I'm, I'm, I'm really stuck between Tampa repeat and Colorado. Oof, it's tough. I'm gonna say Colorado because a repeat it would be. Really hard. <laughs> with with amongst those four teams, if you manage to repeat, man, you have you have run a gauntlet. There you have it, folks. Vardy goes with the Colorado Avalanche. I go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh god, this was a lot of pressure. This was hard. This, this was, was harder. This one was hard, which is great. That's good. I like that. It's difficult. We did it. We went through it. Another season preview in the books. 
<laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed it. It is episode 62. It we, is. We got to play the game. I got one, and I don't think okay. I'm going to have more. Go for it. Uh, Scott Barney. That's the one you got. Very good. That That's is the one Scott I got. Barney Wart from 2003-2004. Uh, um, there was one other player. Hard to forget a guy wearing purple named Barney. I'm just saying. <laughs> fair. Very fair. Um, there was one other player, God however, very recently <laughs> who wore 62. Oh. Mm, could it have been him? Well, might as well throw it, it out. Only because he's 26 now. Is it Walker? No. Oh. Good thought, though. Very good thought. No. I don't think I uh, – I don't know if I'm going to pull it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. He's playing somewhere else now, and his number is again sixty-two. And this oh. has been. Oh. This has been. Haglin. 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 There number. you go, <laughs> marvelous Carl Haglin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> marvelous Carl Haglin. <laughs> Guys, I'm so excited because the season preview got me pumped. I'm telling you right now, the blood's flowing. By the time it's gonna be good. when you listen to this, good. it'll be a week away, under a week oh, away so from puck drop. Let's do this. I can't wait till we lose four games as we start the season and then my entire playoff hopes are drowned. <laughs> and then the first episode after that is going to be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. So bad. But I am very excited to at least get back to regularly scheduled Kings yep. programming, which means we're going to try to well, – I don't think we're going to be recording – uh, as infrequently, uh, but we're yes. gonna we will try to do amp it up as much as we can because there will be things to talk about. Um, this quarantine ain't ending anytime soon. It looks like, nope. although progress, progress on the it sounds like some teams are actually allowing people to attend games and stuff, which is interesting. Um, sure, I don't think that's going to happen in LA. For example, uh, Arizona, the Panthers, Dallas. I want to say Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, obviously. The obvious, the obvious states. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. put it that way. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's it, guys. Thank you for yeah. listening. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Send us an email. TheBannermanPod at gmail.com. We look forward to it. We're, ha- we're back. We're back. I feel good. Better than ever, baby. You've been listening to The Bannerman, an L.A. Kings podcast. 